0: To a Clubfoot Mom podcast. I am your host and fellow Clubfoot Mom Maureen Hoff. So I want to circle back to a previous, actually, one of my first podcasts I ever did, and that was about the Clubfoot diagnosis. So in that episode, I kind of talk about the logistics, the hows, the what we did. Um what our process through the diagnosis was, how I learned about um, the doctors and just educated myself about Cleveland in general. But today I have felt recently compelled to talk about the emotional process and my personal emotional journey through the diagnosis. I think I feel compelled because it's one of the main topics that I see And hear a lot about from other moms is um, that moment when you receive this news that your child is going to be born with a birth defect. And no matter what type of information you get, which is, like us, very little or more, it's um, a game changer. And I think that it's important to talk about and share with each other uh, our experiences of dealing with that and how we dealt with it because it helps to normalize that experience for others. Because I think there is this misconception that um, that we're all not feeling the same thing and that we should feel Uh, differently. And I think everybody processes things differently, but I think it's important for people to share what their story is. So I'm going to be pretty vulnerable about our experience and kind of give you the really raw and just straightforward, direct experience of what it was like for us. So my daughter was diagnosed with clubfoot in the middle of December. So that was right before the holidays and I remember going into that appointment and you know feeling so um I don't know, effortless I guess. I didn't I there was no concern, there was no worry about like what was going to happen or what was going to be found. Um as many of you know through the book and previous episodes, we were really focused on the gender and then and then during that ultrasound we found out about the clubfoot diagnosis and it felt like my whole world just was crashing down around me and I don't I think part of that was because looking back it felt like I had no idea what was going to happen so I felt really confused and lost and I didn't know what I was supposed to do but I knew I needed to do something I just didn't know what so that was like the confusion was part of it the fear of the unknown was a big part not knowing what that meant and what life with a clubfoot baby was going to look like and what how much her treatment would impact her life and our lives and I think the other was this idea that wow like I really don't have control over what's happening, and with my other two girls i they had very typical pregnancies, and I had never really felt like that out of control feeling like you like you're there's nothing like having your child have some sort of medical complexity that you have no control over. And then you add that into you're growing that child inside of you, right? So you feel like you should have control. Like, you're you're responsible, like, for growing that human. And yet you don't have control. Like, I did not even have control over what was happening with my own body, um, let alone the little being I was growing inside of it. So I think that was a big piece of it, too. And I remember leaving... That appointment and my husband had to go back to work and you know both my kids were at school and I um, had to pick up my middle one from preschool and I remember getting her and just hugging her and nobody knew what was happening and her preschool was one of those where you had to go inside and pick the kids up so you had to all stand outside with all the other parents who I'd seen for months and I felt just like in a daze, like I didn't know, nobody knew, like my life had changed, right? It's any sort of grief aspect, right? You've lost something, something has changed drastically in your world, but the whole world just keeps on moving. You're regardless of that. And that's how it felt. And I, um, so I got her and I brought her home and put her to sleep. And I remember looking at her feet. I remember just feeling like, At this point, I think she was three, three and a half almost. And I thought, like, I'd never looked at her feet before. I honestly had never really even considered either of my older girls' feet at all, other than, like, what size shoe they wore. And I remember looking at them and looking at my own feet and being like, I've never cared before. And now these feet in in growing in my belly are going to change our lives in a huge way and so i put her down for a nap and i remember just sitting and i just stared at the wall for hours like the whole time she slept i didn't answer phone calls i didn't respond to anything i didn't watch i didn't read i didn't i didn't listen to anything i literally just sat there um, I didn't take my coat off. I remember I remember that vividly, like my coat stayed on and I just didn't move for hours. And I think I was just desperately trying to figure out what was going to happen, how I was going to do this. I felt so much fear um, that I couldn't, that maybe I wasn't. I wasn't meant for this. Like this is, was going to be too much, and it was going to change everything. And I think for a lot of us, from what I've heard from so many parents, is that that clubfoot diagnosis is a changing point in a lot of our experiences as parents. Whether it's your first child or a subsequent child it's this period of like okay there was before my cleft foot diagnosis and then there was after after my child and for me I was a I became a different person afterwards in the sense that I knew I had to rise to the occasion and I remember I had to go pick up my older one. So my little one woke up from nap and I had to go pick the older one up from kindergarten. And I remember driving to pick her up. And I thought, I just remember thinking like, there was a very clear moment that I was like, this is what I was made for. Like I was made to be her mom. Even though I that didn't take away all the fear or um, any of that grief that I was still processing. But there was this moment of clarity for me that like, this is it. Like, this is who I'm supposed to be. This is what my whole life has been preparing me for. Um, We'd had challenges with my older two, not, not saying that they, you know, were, perfect kids I mean they have I, my eldest has a lot of issues that she's that we've you know had to deal with over time but this not, neither of them were either were so medically involved and I knew I was going to have to be different and I I knew I could be there was like this slight moment and that doesn't mean I didn't move back down, right? Like I went through waves of going like through the remainder of my pregnancy, trying to process the information that was given to me about my baby that I didn't know that I hadn't met yet that was living inside of me, but I didn't have um, any control over what was happening with her. And so I, but there was that moment of clarity of like, I can do this. Um, and I think through the remainder of the pregnancy, I really felt, um, I held on to that a lot. Um, and when she was born, she was the only baby I cried when she was born. Like it just, and not because I was sad. I wasn't sad. I just cried like pure tears of joy. Like this is my child, this is my daughter. I don't, I don't care whether she was born with a birth defect or not. I didn't. It was like, there was a moment where I was like, she's mine. And I had a lot of fear at the end of my pregnancy. Um, I was going through other personal stuff with my own family. And it was a lot to handle but when she was here i was like okay i can i can manage this and i think her diagnosis tra- this experience of trying to process her diagnosis taught me a lot about being able to sit with my feelings and being able to sit in grief and pain and feel them and not Go, okay, I'm gonna to try to talk myself out of this. I'm gonna make myself feel better. I'm going to um, you know, kind of po- toxic positivity my way in into this experience. I I definitely had highs and lows throughout the rest of the pregnancy, and I rode that wave as um as best that I could. And As things have come up after she was born and things just in in my life, I've been like, okay, this is, this is, I've been through something like this and I need to feel things. So when she was recently, when she was diagnosed with her other diagnosis, I was like, all right, I'm just going to wallow for a while. You know, I'm going to feel real bad for myself and I'm going to feel real bad for her. Like, I'm going to just sit in that for a while because the truth is I it's okay to feel that I didn't try to talk myself out of it and go like oh you shouldn't feel this this isn't you know this isn't productive this isn't um positive because I can be that way I can really try to like okay like let's get out of this um but I didn't and I think a lot of that then I'm able to move through it easier for me it's not if I acknowledge what's happening with me and if I'm able to be in it and feel it and know that I'm going to survive, even in the feelings and the grief and the, um, the fear and the sadness, I can, I can also feel the joy and the gratitude and all of those other things that come with it too. Uh, but they're not false because I'm feeling them, feeling it all, right? Um, one of my favorite things that I learned from, one of my favorite sayings but from Glennon Doyle is like, we're supposed to feel it all. Like, feel it all. It's not just supposed to be where all the feelings are on the lead to the eventual road of happiness. Like, no, all feelings are valid, and all feelings need to be felt. And if they're not, they're going to express themselves in some other way. And so I think if you're a newly, a parent who has a child that's recently been diagnosed with clubfoot, like I think there's a lot of power in being able to sit with your emotions, Um And just whatever that means for you and whatever those feelings are, Um, when I talked with Lori Howard on the podcast, and that was one of her, one of the topics that we talked about was this grief and loss that you feel for the expectations of what you thought something was going to be and what you thought the future of your child would be and maybe that's different or changed or what you thought having a newborn was going to be like like listen having a newborn with cash on is a different experience than having a newborn that doesn't um having a three-month-old in boots and bar was a very different experience than having a three-month-old without it so it is going to be different and uh, it's okay to feel sad about that. And it's okay to feel grief and it's okay to feel loss and fear and like you're overwhelmed with all of it. Um, And it's also okay to allow yourself moments of peace and rest and reassurance that things are going to be okay and that you're, Your child was meant for you and you can and do have the ability to care for them. Um, So I think it's just important and I've just really felt compelled to talk about it because I think there is this really strong emotional response to the diagnosis and trying to figure it out. And I think if we all, any club parent will tell you and be able to tell you the story of when they found out, I mean, those are... Um, seminal moments and memories, their core memories for us. And so it's looking back on it now and thinking about it, I think it's important for us to share what we feel and talk about, not just the logistics and the practical pieces of what um, a clubfoot diagnosis is, but also the emotional aspect of it and knowing that sharing your story allows other people to feel less alone and to normalize their emotions. Um, And I remember when I met some of my closest clubfoot mom friends for the first time while we were all still pregnant, and all of us looked around and were like, how long did you cry afterwards? (laughs) Some of them were like, "Uh, weeks, like I haven't stopped. Um, There are moments where I cry and there are moments that, you know, I'm okay. And I remem—I think I remember that so deeply because I finally felt like, oh my God, I'm like, this is normal. Like I feel, okay, I'm not, um, that was a normal response. And so if you're listening and your response has been anywhere close to what mine has been, I hope that you feel a little bit more seen by listening to this. So, Thank you all for listening. If you found this podcast episode helpful, uh, please share and subscribe and do whatever you're supposed to do with podcasts. And if you ever need to get in contact with me, if you'd like to share your story with me, please do so at maureenhoff.com or you can find me on my Instagram account at Club Chronicles Mom. Until next time.